Will Cliff stay? Will Kyler play? And will the Cardinals have it easy the rest of the way? It's rhyme time. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Let's go! You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. See, I confused my co-host. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if rhyme time, if Dr. Seuss wasn't really your wheelhouse growing up. Bo, Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who's helped us eclipse 1,700 subscribers, subs as the kids call it, mm. on YouTube. Um, this has been really fun, and it continues to be fun. And regardless of what happens, we will be here Monday through Friday. And um, – Giving you our insight, our analysis, um, Bo's terrible takes, my insight, my intellect, beating up on Bo today. You know, it feels good. It's, it's Tuesday. It's after a few days off. Um, there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, Bears are coming up on Sunday at Soldier Field. We'll talk about that really starting tomorrow. There's a couple interesting storylines we want to hit today. One, put a button on Cliff Kingsbury's, um, you know, exit from the Cardinals. Do we both think that he's going to leave? No, but we'll put a, we'll put a, you know, a bow on it. Number two, um, the Cardinals have a very favorable favorable schedule for the rest of the season. And looking at the numbers, it's you know it, it's a good position for a nine and two team to be in when they haven't been there in a long time to play favorable opponents. Mixed in with some of the top teams in the NFC, although they've both sputtered as of late. And number three, if Kyler Murray's healthy ish, is Colt McCoy still an option? with how bad the rest of the NFC teams have played thus far. But first, thanks to, to everybody making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Bo, let's just put a quick button on this. There were weird leak leak reports out yesterday that you know uh, Cliff Kingsbury would be a target for the Oklahoma football program with Lincoln Kennedy going out west to USC. All I did yesterday was bring up the other side. Like, what right. benefits would Cliff Kingsbury have for his life if he were to take this Oklahoma job? I namely said almost double the pay a year, you would think, especially with what Mel Tucker got. And also, you know, there wouldn't be as much parity. And what I mean by that is the NFL is defined by its parity. Last to first, every year there's a team, there's parity. Good teams are playing bad, bad teams are good. The, you know, you have the cream rising to the, to the top with the top 1% teams, but everything else is kind of a crapshoot. And with Oklahoma, there will be stability. And uh, we got a dog in the back. So um, there'll be stability. <laughs> this is, this is what we do with recording when you're on location. Um, and then look, mom's going to walk back in. You're going to see her three, yeah. two, one with the wave. Thank you very much. Um He'll have stability there in the fact that he's going to get blue chippers all the time in Oklahoma. Sure. So that's what the stability, that's what the lack of parity, the lessening, lessening of parity, that's what I meant by that. But obviously, neither of us think he's going to go. No, not at all. I, I I think he'd be foolish to even entertain the offer. I mean, the only thing that, that college has is the ability to back up the Brinks truck and, you know, give this romantic idea of what Cliff Kingsbury could potentially do and what kind of legacy he could leave at Oklahoma. And to, 
you know, there's far too many like entitled, entitled, unrealistic college football fan bases. And Oklahoma is about to become one of those. Like there, there's already a bunch in place right now, but the fact that they're moving to the SEC, like third place finishes in the SEC, that fan base is not going to accept it. And if they're not competing for titles year in and year out, you know, they're not going to be happy. You thought it was tough to, you know, deal with the Arizona Cardinals fans. Just wait till you get in front of and are coaching an unrealistic Oklahoma fan base and what their expectations are because they think that they need to be competing for a title year in and year out. Sure, they're getting the studs to do it, but if you're going to be in the same conference as Nick Saban, I mean, what realistically, what are the odds that, that you're going to finish first? I mean, it's not good. And I think that uh, Cliff Kingsbury would be crazy to jump ship, especially, you know, nine and two team and Cliff kind of look, he, he said he's not even going to you know discuss the rumors it, and also the way that uh, Adam Schefter phrased the, the rumor, the report was kind of clickbaity to say that Oklahoma was targeting really doesn't give any kind of credence that, that it's a uh, mutual, um, you know, that, that, Cliff Kingsbury wants to go to Oklahoma and Oklahoma wants him. Oklahoma wants him. They want, and that's good for Cardinals fans because the fact that Cliff Kingsbury is becoming appealing after being on the hot seat, becoming a hot commodity is just unbelievable in an 11 game span. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, follow him at Bob Rock. Follow me at Clancy's corner. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to take in from what we were talking about when they went five and 11, two years ago. The fact that they go 17 and 10 over 27 game span in 2020, and then you know the first part of 2021, it's like, what? Now Oklahoma is oh the how the muddy have fallen. They're on that precipice right now, as you mentioned. Like they had some good times. If you can't win a national championship with Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, or Jalen Hurts, with how well Jalen Hurts was playing, and I know they had a couple of bad losses, of course, those three game spans, but man. I get it. It's it's going to be 10 mil. Like that would be the number, nine and a half mil. That would be it. And he's been paid enough and he's already, he's exceeded most naysayers expectations at this point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, why would he leave? There's really no reason to, unless it would be money, unless he would get control that he doesn't necessarily want. He right. wants to coach football. Like if he was given, I know that, you know, and Ken Summers has come out, like there's a lot of people that have said, you know, I tweeted out that, you know, just to look at the other side, think about it. And Ken said, no, you don't have to think about it. That's not appealing to him. And I'm like, when Ken Summers talk talks, I listen. Sure. Um, he doesn't want to recruit. He doesn't want to do that stuff. Fine. But again, it, the money, if you get offered nine year, $95 million or something wild like that, because it's only going to go up. Right. Well, and how at, do you just look at that and say no immediately? Look at the look at the details that are being reported about Lincoln Riley's deal with USC. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what the power of having boosters can do for you. One hundred and ten million dollars. USC buying his homes in Norman for five hundred thousand dollars over asking price. A one million dollar bonus. Buying a six million dollar home in L.A. for him. Unlimited use of the private jet twenty four seven for his family. I mean. That's, I mean, that that's even the NFL sometimes it would have a tough time competing with that. Unless Michael Bidwell's like, hey, I'll be your 24-7, you know, private jet chauffeur. I'll, I'll fly you around whenever you want. Whenever your family wants to go or your Instagram uh, DMs, anybody wants to ride somewhere. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, no, that's, it's that's why people aren't, that's why people aren't completely shooting this down. But 
you know, at the end of the day, it's it's going to come down to, you know, Cliff Kingsbury. He is in a really good situation. It'd be unprecedented for him to leave, uh, you know, nine and two, even at the end of this thing. I mean, unless things go just south, you know, soon. Uh, I don't. I don't see anything happening. But the the question it, we're going to see a lot of interest in this team, players, and that coaching staff. You know, the rest of the way. That's just what comes with the success. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's the thing is like, and I and I brought this up yesterday is if the Cardinals go twelve and five, okay, or thirteen and four, which is more realistic at this point with who they play towards the tail end of the season, and they get the one seed, okay, and say. San Francisco gets the seven seed, you know, whoever they play in the second round mm -hmm. and they lose by two touchdowns. It's like, well, it kind of brings everything back down to earth. And that's, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying if that happens, then it's like, you know what? 95 mil looks really good as opposed to play, coaching one more year. Kyler's going to get paid. Everything's going to be harder to win once you pay your quarterback because it seemingly has never worked ever ever. Once you pay your quarterback, you don't win Super Bowls anymore. Unless you're Tom Brady and you, you know, you take all money guaranteed and it it, it screws with the salary cap in the favor of the team. It's going to get harder and harder to win every year. So if they don't win this year and they don't win next year, or if they regress next year, it's like maybe I should have taken it. Well, the, I don't the know. Thing is, I don't know the if it's the right move or not. Cliff is going to be able to secure the bag this offseason, you know, no matter what happens going forward. I mean, because he's already shown you know, progress each and every season that he's been in the desert, you know, from three wins to five wins to eight wins to now nine wins plus, and then a playoff appearance. I mean, you, you, he can just point to, Hey, each and every season, the team's gotten better. The offense has gotten better. Everything you've asked for me, I've delivered. And then some, I've got one year on my contract. I've got Oklahoma knocking on my door. He's got all the red leverage in the world to get himself an extension and a very lucrative extension from the Arizona Cardinals this offseason. He's not going to be a lame duck head coach next season. There's no way that happens. That's like the least likely scenario of all of this. I'll explain to you, Bob Rock, Lockdown Cardinals. Thank you to, again, everybody making the Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day. Uh, coming up next, the Cardinals have a pretty favorable schedule for the rest of the way. How favorable? Um, let's just say it's looking pretty good for the Arizona Cardinals on paper, win-loss-wise, against they're, you know, against the opponents for the rest of the season. But first, in life, we're bound for different things. With Beachon.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe you are ready to encounter the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be with Beachbound.com. You can find the perfect beach vacation for you no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for, Bo Brock? Visit Beachbound.com today. Second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you again to everybody who subscribes to YouTube channel, downloads the podcast, anywhere you can find your podcast. Really appreciate it. I mean, you're kind of on this journey with us, and we've been building this baby for this is going on. What is this? My fifth season and Bo's fourth. Like, I don't even count really. Like, this is it's really gaining momentum. Really appreciate everybody who's along um for the journey with us. So the Cardinals have a favorable win-loss uh uh schedule, you know, uh, for opponents, win-loss record 27, mm -hmm. 38, and one uh for the uh rest of the season. Obviously, this is kind of 
skewed a little bit by the Lions 0-10-1 record. But still, I mean, the Cardinals play the Rams. They play the uh, the Cowboys. And then they play a bunch of middle run teams. All of the, of the, all of those teams, aside from maybe the Bears and the and the Lions, mm-hmm. are kind of outside vying for for um for wild card role. You probably take Seattle out of that yeah. too, uh, and, you know. But I mean, they have the Colts, and like it's it's not the easiest of schedules. But the peaks playing Dallas, which I'm assuming will get flexed, and they play the Rams on Monday Night Football at home, like. Could you see them going five and one and ending 14 and three? Sure. I think that's kind of the target, right? Where you'd split with the Rams or the Cowboys and you win out the rest of them. I know they have the Colts at home on Christmas, a weird week, Christmas day home. The Cardinals haven't played well at home really at all. So I don't know. I mean, you kind of target a 14 three here, right? If you're kind of hedging a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I look at this as you, you go worst case, you go three and three. Because you, you should win this week in, against the Bears. They're a bad team. They went down to the wire with the Lions. Then you play the Rams. You know you could call that a, a potential loss on the schedule as far as what remains. Then the Lions, that's a big win. And then you've got the Colts. That's a, that's a tough team. You know, Despite the loss that they suffered this weekend against the, the Bucs, they took them to the wire. And then you've got the Cowboys. That's a big contest. And then the Seahawks should be a win. So I see three teams that are very beatable. And the Arizona Cardinals... You know, as far as being favored, maybe they're not favored in the Cowboys game. I still think that's, you know, if they're at full strength, that they probably could be on the road at the Jerry Dome. But likely, you know, at out of the next six games, they should be favored at least five out of the next six games. And if you look at that, yeah, sure, they can go five and one. They go four and two, real realistic. That would be, a, you know, an absurd season. And then if it's worst case, they go three and three. Not the worst thing that could happen. I mean, that's that's a pretty impressive season for this Arizona Cardinals team. Still in contention for everything that they want. The division, the top NFC playoff seed. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the Packers, and this isn't necessarily like scoreboard watching, but it's just, you know, you take a peek. They have, ooh, let me see. They have the, oh, they have their bye week coming up, I believe. And then they have the Bears in two weeks. Right. Then they have the Ravens, the Browns, the Vikings, and the Lions. So Ravens, Browns, Vikings. You know, the Vikings play them tough. They play them tough every every year, it seems like. That's always a popcorn matchup for football fans. They play the Ravens. They play the Browns. So they probably have equal to or tougher than schedule than the Cardinals do, you know, with the, with the Browns and the Lions being the, um, the teams that both of them play. Yeah. But, I mean, like, we can have conversations. Say the Cardinals beat the Bears. And I, I, I said that was a trap game early on, just going cross you know, after, off the bye week, especially that was before saying before Kyler got hurt. Mm-hmm. So you go there, then you have the Rams at home. If you win both of those, you're going to sit Kyler against the Lions regardless. I mean, I think at this point, like depending obviously on what the, the Packers do, um, but man, like with Colt McCoy as a weapon now to be able to not have to play Kyler Murray down the stretch, I mean, it's it's a beautiful tool to have in the bag that they didn't have even close to over the last couple of seasons. So it could get really weird down the stretch depending on what games the Cardinals win. Like if they beat the Bears and beat the Rams, we're going to be having some weird conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eleven and two is just absolute driver's seat for everything that uh, that any you know team cheering for a top team in the NFC 
That's that's the position that you want to be in. Eleven and two is absurd. Uh, I think the Chicago Bears should be an easy W. I don't care who's a, who's playing quarterback for them. Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, or uh, Justin Fields, who's nursing a, a rib injury. And then you know, are they going to do it for for Matt Nagy? It's almost like you'd rather, if you're a Bears fan, you'd rather have an interim head coach in place, uh, trying to have a team rally around them and, and play for jobs for next season. Because right now they're just in a weird, you know, you know, gray area. It, it plays to the Arizona Cardinals' advantage. One thing I will say: Cliff Kingsbury, zero and two, his coach team's zero and two, coming off a bye week, so he's got to continue to change different narratives throughout the season, and and that's another one of them. Really good teams. Really good coaches. They've got well above 500 as far as coming off buys. They use that off as an advantage. The Arizona Cardinals have not been able to take advantage so far through two seasons now in their third with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Uh, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. It should be interesting. Um, that Lions gate, like this whole schedule has just worked out perfectly. Everything has worked out. Obviously, you never want Kyler to get hurt, DeAndre Hopkins, et cetera. You don't want other players. I give this disclaimer every time I talk about this because I don't want to be taken in the wrong light. But everything has worked out to the Cardinals' advantage. Everything. It just has. And you look at the rest of the schedule. They play the Lions after they play the Rams. You know, like they play like the Colts, Cowboys is going to be interesting, but they finish the they finish the season at home against the Seahawks. Like, it couldn't be stacked up much better, especially with, you know, all the cold weather stuff. The Lions are in a dome. Cowboys are in a dome. They play the Colts at home. The Seahawks in January, it's going to be cold up there. They play at home. Like, they don't have to play any cold weather games. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be brisk at Soldier Field. But, man, like everything. Like, just take a second, take a woosah, and just appreciate, like, the little things that have just bounced their way. The Cardinals have executed like they didn't last year because these same balls had bounced their way last year, but they didn't execute. They didn't take care of business against backup quarterbacks towards the end of the season. They're seemingly taking care of business thus far and barring any sort of catastrophe. They're going to coast into the playoffs with a top two or three seed coast. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, point. that's what you, you do early in the season when you take care of business Like last year, they didn't against Detroit against Carolina. Sure. They fell short against Carolina in this season, but if you win those games last year, like you're you're playing with uh you know house money at that point and and you have a lot more margin for error and they just didn't you know and at this point uh they're playing with w way more than house money they're in an incredible spot right now and they're playing against the Chicago Bears in week 13 with the chance to get their you know the first team to, to double digit wins it's unreal and I don't think anybody had that going into the NFL season this year Follow him and Bob Rock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Coming up next, should the, should the Cardinals sit Kyler Murray anyways? Because as Bo mentioned, Cliff has alluded to Kyler getting better, but not being 100% full go, you know, 128 hours or whatever ahead of their game on Sunday. The hours get really tough after 96. <laughs> they do. Um, should they just start Colt McCoy? Do they start Colt McCoy because of how bad everybody else has been playing? Or is that one game lead over green bay not something to get cute with we'll talk about that but first bo has something to talk about doesn't he yeah i'll tell you what the spread is early on between the arizona cardinals and the chicago bears on the other side of this but bet online has it covered for all season more props odds lines and more than ever before 
all football season long and continues to march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to their new updated desktop mobile website. Sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus. All you have to do is put in the promo code locked on. You put in a hundred bucks, you get 50 free bucks to play around with. You put in 50, you get 25 bucks. You see how to it's easy to do the math, even for a dummy like me. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, wrapping it up here, Tuesday edition of Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner again. Thank you to everybody making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Uh, we see you in the chats on Twitter, on YouTube. We missed you last Sunday without a game. Uh, but we're going to dive deeper into the the Bears game coming up, really coming up tomorrow. But first, just a little fun post-buy midweek conversation. Should Colt McCoy be QB1? on Sunday at Soldier Field with what we saw happen to the Rams with the Cardinals still having a one game lead, even though that one game lead turns into losing the tiebreaker. If they were to lose and the, the Packers were to win next week, do you start Kyler if he's 80% or do you roll with Colt McCoy again? Start Kyler. You knock the rust off before the big game against the LA Rams. And if that's a half, it's a half. He goes out there and takes care of business Hopefully puts the game away in the second half. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. I mean, like to your point, a couple times this season, Colt McCoy should play the fourth quarter, you know, as far as the Arizona Cardinals go. And that that's a good thing for Kyler Murray. But if he can get in there and he can get some uh, some reps and you can see the guy that can run 20 miles per hour because his backup can't do that. You can see the guy that can throw ropes down the field at, you know, 30 yards, 40 yards. The, the backup Colt McCoy can't do that. You just get uh, kind of reintroduce himself to the fan base. It's been nice to go two and one, but you know, this MVP candidate to get back in the lineup and just, you know, uh, people see what they get, they get got excited for going into the season this year to see Kyler Murray play and suit up for the Arizona Cardinals. That's what it's all about. You want to see him go looking at the forecast. I mean, it looks cloudy. It's going to be 37. It's going to be football weather. It's nothing too crazy. I mean, maybe if it's slick, if it's raining, if it's snowing, maybe you, you think about Colt McCoy, but if it's going to be okay, football weather, fine. Just put them in there. Seven, seven and a half point favorites. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals are overwhelming favorites in this game on the road. And, uh, you know, yeah, just make sure that you take care of business in the first half. Get your work done. Get in, get out. Yeah. I mean, in cold weather games, that's when it gets weird. You yeah. know, that's when that's when games tighten up. That's when run games are important. That's when the defense becomes more important. Obviously, it's important every week. But, like, that's going to be a James Conner. It's going to be Eno Benjamin. It's going to be it's going to be a different game plan. It's going to be a slow it down, grind it out, James Conner like game for the Cardinals offensively. And sure, there's obviously going to be you know pieces from the wide receivers, etc. But it's just something to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think you start Kyler. I thought you started Kyler last week or two weeks yeah. ago. You know, but the fact that he's having 38 days off, 38 days—that's a lot of days. And he should be ready to go. Like, unless we don't know how severe it was to begin with, you would think that he'd be ready to go. You know, and and it's there's no easy defenses to play against in the NFL. They're all made of large men who are very, very athletic and who mm -hmm. can rip your head off. So it's not like, oh, you know what? Let's walk around a couple of these mines and then you have a couple little easy games towards the tail end. All these defenses are tough. Everybody they play against for the rest of the year, even though the Lions, the Lions have some playmakers on defense. 
you know, the four, the Seahawks have some playmakers, hard hitters on defense. So it's not going to be like, well, let's protect Kyler. He's going to go out when he's 90% or what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I mean, think the same goes for, for a guy like, uh, for Deandre Hopkins who's, who kind of gets lost because your, your top player, your franchise player, Kyler's been on the shelf, but also your, your, you know, your second best player, Deandre Hopkins. I mean, we have barely talk about the fact that he hasn't played same at a, amount of time that Kyler hasn't played same amount of time off strings are just as tricky as ankles. And it's important for him to get back in there and find his rhythm because now like this is the time of year. Like if you follow Tom Brady's career and his teams that he's played on, this is the time of year that those teams start to lock in. They start to find a rhythm and then, you know, they get ready for the postseason. and they start to gear up. They start to beat the teams that they should beat. And it's no question about it. And they they just dial in, and this is an opportunity against a you know inferior opponent, the Chicago Bears, to get some work done, and then also kind of get everybody back in in the fold. It's it's not only just DeAndre Hopkins; it could be Justin Pugh, it could be Max Garcia. We'll see what Chase Edmonds' uh, timetable is because, as Alex and I have stressed, the importance of keeping James Conner close to the workload that's made him so successful is so important for this team um, that you don't want him to have to go into Chicago and have 25 touches in order for this team to win. Like, you, you want to keep it under 20, and, uh, and and it just goes for the entire offense. I mean, it's 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 gearing up for the, with the games that matter, and this is a game, sure, it, win, it matters in the win and loss column, but uh, just get in there, you know, just just really just business, business focused on this game. Yeah, because after Sunday, they have three out of five games at home, and one of the yeah. road games is the Lions. You know, like we're starting to like chunk down on this season. It sucks because we're 11 or 12 weeks through and nobody appreciates it. Nobody appreciates it between week five to week 14. You just expect yeah. it to be there in perpetuity. And the last four weeks you appreciate just as fans and the first four weeks you appreciate the kind of middle. It, it happens every year. Regardless right. of how much you think you're going to appreciate it or not, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Two thirds of the season is already gone. Well, th there's a couple important things left for this team to, to figure out right now, and this is the perfect time against the opponent and a couple of the opponents coming up. And it's one to get your stars reacclimated to the offense. It's also becoming your strength should be at home. Like it's been great that the team has been so successful on the road, six and zero, that you can win big road games. But you have to. The reason you want to win so many games in the regular season is to host games in the playoffs. And it doesn't matter if you're not a good home team. They have to take advantage of all those home games. They have to learn to really use that as a, as just a, a weapon as far as the Red Sea and playing in front of them. So that's key uh, going forward. And then, of course, you know David Montgomery, he's no, nothing to sneeze at. He's, he's a good running back. I think that's a good opportunity for this rush defense to show that, hey, they can get back on track and, and stop you know RBs that can gash you and just slow down opposing offensive rush attacks. For sure. And I mean... There, it's the Browns' defense. You know, Roquan Smith is still there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they—they've got. It's still the Browns. They just—they're just the Browns. Their defense has, their defense has kept that team in many games this year. Ask the fantasy football players. Like that defense has been stout sometimes, and then it just got absolutely torched others. But well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nobody in that secondary. There's just nobody. Right. There's no players in it. And like, I think that this, this it's a perfect opponent especially with Khalil Mack out for Kyler Murray to come out and just, you know, play target practice, just really get yeah. in the rhythm, passing the football. Well, and this is going to be a nice test. And obviously these are all what ifs and stuff. Are you going into week 13 here that, you know, who else plays in cold weather, green Bay, 
And if the Cardinals don't get that one seed, that might be the final test before making the Super Bowl. What are we talking about? Is that something that came out of my mouth after week 12? Sure, Tom Brady, the greatest ever, will have something to say about that as well. But I feel like it's going to come down to, you know, like the tennis matches over the last 10 years. It's Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal. Whoever doesn't have another one of those guys on his side of the bracket makes the finals. And you got to see if the Cardinals will be able to get that by, can have Green Bay and Tampa Bay play each other and only have to play one of them. That's ideal. We're getting ahead of ourselves. No, no. Cole McCoy shouldn't start on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, well just an, it's, an, it's an important to note, you know, the Bucks and the Packers, they're 10-0 combined at home. They, they haven't lost a game at home. I mean, you, you don't want to go there. And so that's yeah. what this this is also so important, this part of the season, to make sure you're not playing a road game against those two teams. For sure. And you know that it's coming down the stretch. One thing happens in Tampa Bay. Number 87 puts a jersey on and he starts playing. And Rob Gronkowski on Sunday had nine catches for 130 yards or whatever it was. Like, yes. That's when you know Tampa Bay is turning on the back the afterburners to make a playoff push. Because yeah. They are red. They want that one seed too. It's not like they're just gonna. They just lay in wait, and this is what's happening. Their monster is awoken. The Cardinals have to take care of business, especially against teams they need to beat. Even though it's the Bears on the road in the early time slot. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, locked on Cardinals. That'll do it for us today. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. We will talk to you tomorrow.